Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you're new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below. Cheers for your support over the last week, especially the match reactions. So many of you were commenting your thoughts and it was a really happy place, uh, which was really, really nice. Um, nice to see everybody commenting and, and getting involved on the channel. So many of you headed over and did the player ratings as well. So thank you all for getting involved. Um, but yeah, a bit of a mad one. Spurs and then now straight into Wolves. This is our Wolves preview. Uh, but we'll talk about a load of other general topics along the way. Uh, Hannah, we didn't catch your thoughts. So Spurs nil, Villa 2. Take it away. Yeah, you can tell by the massive smile on my face that that was a good one, wasn't it? Um, we were just saying off air and, and I was talking about how that victory for me felt a lot better somehow than the two sort of big wins we got at home. Um, the Brentford and the and the Manchester United, they, this somehow feels even better. And I think sometimes when you get the clean sheet and the real clinical, comfortable, assured performance away from home, it makes you feel even better um, because you, we perhaps went into that, maybe not the favourites given the poor away form this season. So to come away from that with the, not only the three points, but feeling really proud of this team. Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing and it just takes you into the next game feeling amazing. And the, the big highlight for me was the midfield. And so often on the channel, we'd speak about games being won and lost in the midfield. And Luke, you've touched on that um, on the, talking about the game so far but um, I think watching that double pivot of Louise and Kamara was an absolute pleasure we've got um, a Rolls Royce in Kamara and the fact we got him for free is just unbelievable but in general I thought the whole team just really came out and showed what we want to be about under Emery we were really sort of compact and um difficult to play against in the first half which sometimes you do have to be when you're away from home but that second half when we kind of let loose a little bit more and we had a bit more of the ball sort of in attacking areas I just thought we played some lovely football and um yeah by full time I was absolutely buzzing and just have that feeling that you can't wait for the next game when you when you're winning you you you're all, you almost can't wait to to see us play again which is obviously a lovely feeling so um, obviously, coming into this in a very optimistic, happy mood, which is always nice. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, just even like, I just find myself looking back on the game yesterday and thinking, how good was that that we did? Or how good was this? And, and how good did he play? And there was so many things that I forgot about talking about in the match reaction that it, it was just class. And, you know, nine points from 12 games. You know, he's got that record that Gregory's got, first ma manager since Gregory to win two away games um, in a row. The sides that we've come up against so far, United sitting in fourth, Spurs sitting in fifth, Brighton sitting in ninth, where they were probably sitting a little bit higher by the time we played them. So top-end teams in the Premier League this season. And we've, we've done a job... On all of them, really. I mean, even the Liverpool game, there were so many things that 
I came out with in the end thinking we were so good against them and we, we, you know, we were creating so many chances and the double pivot in that game was working really well when we were on top as well. So, you know, the, the, there's so many things to, as Villa fans now, to look forward to. And, you know, it's not a new manager bounce. So we can forget that straight away because the things that I'm seeing, the things that we're all seeing... That's not new manager bounce. New manager bounce is just churning out results, getting fluky results against teams that you probably shouldn't, riding that little bit of a wave, and then it just plateaus out, dips out, and then you just go back to the same old. I'm seeing stuff on this from this team that, honestly, I'm 33 years of age, and some of the stuff I'm seeing, I haven't seen from a Villa side before. I haven't seen us being dogged away from home. I haven't seen us being able to win consecutive away games. I haven't seen us beat United Spurs in a season. You know, it's there's so many things that are looking good at the minute. And I'm just really, really excited. And I can't wait to see where this journey takes us because it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You know, we've got, and you can already see a world-class manager. He's class. Putting cash right wing, right? Cash right wing. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Justin, you still got you still got a... hello? Justin. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what did you say? Sorry, I missed that bit. You gotta be buzzing still. Absolutely buzzing, yeah. Oh, um watched match of the day. I don't watch match of the day very often. I should have watched it mute to be honest. Uh, and then I've been watching all the, the, the um clips all day. I've just watched a nice little highlight reel of of Kamara, which, you know, like Hannah says, he's a Rolls-Royce, isn't he? Absolute phenomenon. Um, and, and with Douglas Louise, I mean, them pair can rule that centre midfield for a long, long time to come. You know, they're both still very young. So the, the base of the side, you know, the spine of the team looks really good, doesn't it? Um, and we created two excellent goals. So, there's, you know, as a way performances go, you, you can't, you know, you're not going to see much better performances in that all season. If we play better than that this season, then I, I can't wait for it because it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't, you know, Hannah says I can't wait for the Wolves game now. You know, to 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 go into the games with confidence. You know, we've got a couple of knocks which are a little bit worrying, but I'm confident whoever comes in, if we have to make changes, is more than good enough to to step into that side and and carry on the momentum going forward. Definitely. And Villa fans in the comments section down below then, put hashtag wake up Justin. Um, so easy. <laughs> um, so what did we learn then? What did we learn? And what have we learned from the last couple of games? And so two, well, one main thing, it, it's in two points, home and away. We're starting to see a little bit of a different Aston Villa. Um, I think that's what we've, We've learned a little bit, um, attacking more at home, a little bit more. I always feel like when I'm watching this away from home, it just feels like I'm watching a European game. I'm watching like a European Champions League game. I'm watching us do a job on the opposition, which I'm absolutely loving. We've learned that the press and the pundits haven't woken up to Aston Villa yet. They are... I haven't got a clue what we're doing. There's no recognition. It obviously doesn't fit the narrative of Aston Villa doing quite well at the minute, but they also might wake up eventually and, and, and 
and see what we're doing. But I'm all right at the minute because I just think if we can just go under the radar a bit, uh, that's a good thing. But, yeah, it's just this, this away performance on how defensive we are at times, but how we can suffocate the opposition and we can manipulate the game into our favour and we can defensively control the game. And I also like the way at times you'll see Tyro Mings just have one foot on the ball. He's trapped the ball and he's just waiting for someone to come and run to him. And then we move and we shift the shape. So I've noticed that we've started to do that a little bit as well and try and just get the opposition to come towards us. And then we are, and we are away. So, uh, there are a couple of the things that I have I have noticed, but uh, there's another point that I would like to make, um, and that is on Wednesday, that performance on Wednesday, the one on Sunday counts for nothing if we do not back this up with a, with something, because we need to now have that consistency, and that's what we've all spoke about is consistency. So we've just beat Spurs away. Fantastic result. Let's now go and back it up against Wolves. Hannah, do you feel like we will? I'm feeling pretty confident, yeah. I think the one thing that sometimes concerns me, and this is not me picking out a negative, but um, that we've kind of so far performed well and got points against um, other teams that have been performing well. So, like, United, Brighton were both on an unbeaten run. Um, Spurs obviously not doing as well, but have a tendency to be able to get themselves back into games. So, um, we've come up against some tough opposition, and and I feel like sometimes that almost benefits us because we thrive off, you know, coming into it as perhaps the underdog um, and then building from that. And, and sometimes we do tend to slip up against teams who are struggling, which Wolves are, um, as uh, Justin would have predicted at the start of the season. So um, I feel confident because I, feel, I think that Emery knows what he's doing. And I think this team are now a confident side. We'll probably see some changes because not only did they only play on Sunday, but also, like you mentioned, Luke, um, we do have a couple of potential injuries and um, we've yet to hear kind of the extent of those but um, this is a confident team and a team that will now look at the last four or five results and think we are a good side we can beat anyone if we play to the standard that we're capable of um, it's just that little tiny thing in the back of my brain that thinks please don't slip up against a team that we should be beating because that's a very Aston Villa thing to do um, and uh, being a local rivalry as well, you know, it always stings a bit more. So we are due um, a really good sort of night at Villa Park with a good atmosphere and a good result. And I think this is the perfect setup for that. The games are coming quick, quick, thick and fast. So um, the fans should be behind it. We, we should all be buying into this now. We're seeing consistency. Um, from this team, high levels of performance. So there's no reason for us to go into this game doubting that we won't perform. Um, we all need to back back this side. And, you know, if a team wants to get into Europe and finish at the top end of the league, you have to beat some of the big teams, but then you also have to beat the teams that you should be beating as well. 
So the fact that we've already beat three teams that are currently above us, now we need to start beating the teams that are below us, basically. And that's how, as well, you will get to the position that ultimately we want to be in. Um, I have no doubt that the atmosphere is going to be incredible because we're coming off the back of a a fantastic result. Villa Park under the lights is amazing anyway. So I think that side of the atmosphere vibe thing is going to be brilliant as well. Um, So it sets it up for a real good encounter. Now, Justin, question for you. Do we stick with Olsen in goal or bring back Martinez? Um, my gut instinct is he, he, he's, I've got a feeling he's going to stick with Olsen because of what he said after the game. I probably would bring Martinez back in if it was up to me, only because he's our standout number one. Um, mm-hmm. And there is a big difference between the two. I've been very vocal on Twitter since the game saying how good Olsen's did it against Spurs. And I didn't think he had a bad game against Liverpool, if I'm honest. Uh, I think the stick he's getting, he's, he's, there's no need for it. He's not Emmy Martinez. He's, he's not as good as Emmy Martinez. We know that. Um, and it's it's uncalled for. You know, He has to come in and do a job when, when our number one's out. But I think if Martinez is anything like fit, fit then uh, for me, I, I would just bring him back in. It's a huge game under the lights, a lot of pressure. Um, local derby, which anything can happen in, regardless of the form Wolves are in or the form we're in. It normally goes out the window in these games, you know, turn it up last year and look what happened. So I'd hate for him to start Olsen and something go wrong in the first 10 and it bring the whole atmosphere down. I'm not saying it would, I'm not putting the, the mockers on him. But if I had that decision to make, I think if Martinez is fit, then for me, he comes back in because he makes us a better team. And that's not me having to go Olsen because I think he's more than capable backup goalkeeper. Uh, but for me, Martinez would come back in. If no, if, if nobody else is injured, that would not be my only change, I think. Yeah, do you think so, Hannah, or not? I think you have to play your best players, don't you? And uh, Yes, there are lots of games coming, but Martinez is used to that. And if he is... Um, up to speed enough. I don't. I don't doubt his fitness, but you know, jet lag. Um, a couple of weeks of party, and you know, um, does something to to a man. So as long as he's ready and Emery deems him ready, I think he has to come in. Um, it's not the type of player where you think, um, you know, they've been playing really well. Let's keep them in the top in the side. I think your number one, your captain without the armband, whatever you want to call him. And your best, one of your best players has to start if they're ready. And yes, I agree, Justin. Like, I think people forget that he's an Olsen is a number two. I don't know how good you expect a number two to be. Otherwise, they'd be a number one somewhere else. So um, if he starts, he starts at the end of the day. It's not the end of the world. I do also yeah. think there's a lot to be said for keeping players in the team that are doing well you know I, I like a manager that keeps faith with with players that maybe come in because of an injury or suspension and they do really well you know why shouldn't that player be allowed to keep his yeah. place you know the whole point of them training and being in a squad is is to, to bide their time and await an opportunity and if you come in and, and you do really really well then sometimes it is harsh to, to leave players out but I think the goalkeeper being such a specialist position and given the goalkeeper we have on our books that's our number one, 
I think that you know, I think there's a lot to be said to bring him back in. I think. Plus, I also think he would raise that atmosphere even more if he's yeah. running towards the whole ten. The reception, the yeah. Yeah, I think given he's a World Cup winner, this is his first home game back. It would be really nice to see him. You know, when the when the huddle breaks and he runs back to the halt end, he's going to get a hell of a reception. So that you know would raise the atmosphere. As we all know, the atmosphere at Villa Park sometimes is lacking. Hopefully, it won't be on Wednesday with the derby under the lights. But if it needed that injection of spice, then then Martinez back in the team could give it that little bit of a a lift that we all need just before kickoff. Cool. Right, let's look ahead to Wolves coming to Villa Park. We'll kick it off by having a look at the Premier League table. Aston Villa sit in 12th place and Wolves sit in oh, 19th. But there is that famous chant from Wolves that sometimes goes a bit like, mind the gap. But um, I don't think we'll be hearing that for this season too loudly. As things currently stand, uh, the gap is quite big. Um, to Aston Villa, so there we go. Uh, recent form isn't too great against Wolves, is it? We've we've had a few stinkers in there, um, especially the three-two at Villa Park last season. Um, we are sitting in twelfth, there nineteenth. Um, average goals conceded per match is the same, one point five. Villa have scored one point one uh, and zero point six for Wolves. This is how Wolves lined up for their last game. Huang was their best player on the pitch. Um, they're still booting the ball up to Diego Costa. Uh, Matinho is playing sort of as a number 10 vibe. Uh, I really like Collins. I think he's a good, solid defender. Kilman's decent as well. Uh, and their average positions for this game against Manchester United looked like that. So, uh, And then they attacked predominantly down the right-hand side. Um, Troy Ray has been knocking about a little bit in their starting lineup as well. Um, he was on the bench against Manchester United as well. So I think for Villa and from my point of view, I think it's about us getting getting at them, getting straight into them, attacking with pace, attacking out wide. Uh, I think we'll get a lot of joy out wide if we create overloads. Uh, I'm looking for Ollie Watkins to be running there to centre halves ragged. Um, and I do feel like we will win this game. I think I think we all know what we need to do. We all know that we need to be more consistent, and it has to start now, and it has to be about building on performances, so that's how we're going to climb the table. So I think we'll be more aware of that now, um, and, and I think we can now start to see certain Aston Villa players getting a lot of confidence. They're all, we're looking like a team. We're playing together as a team. We know the double pivot's really strong. I feel like we can win this midfield battle as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the game. Um, but I think we need to, you know, put pressure on Wolves because they are in like the relegation zone. There is pressure on them still. So although they won their first game um with their new manager, they lost to Man United. I, I didn't think that was a great game from both sides. But if I was being honest, and I, and, I, and I did watch that game, it was a type of game where I felt like Wolves should have probably got something from it, just how the game was. It was just scrappy. And when you are down there, you need to win those scrappy sort of games. And I feel like 
that they probably should have got something from that game. Um, so I think Troy Orway is always a threat if he's 1v1, but we know what his delivery is like. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we can win. Hannah, how are you feeling? I don't like to tempt any fate. Like, even when I'm at games, I just don't like to say anything about any opposition players at all because it tends to just end up, yeah, not going very well. But I think they've got a real problem in terms of goal scoring. Like, we've just seen on, on those stats there, they're not even score averaging a goal a game. Um, zero, was it 0.5? It's pretty poor. Um, and yes, we had we had quite a dry spell, didn't we, earlier in the season, but we seem to be getting back onto goal scoring form now. So you do think that that's an area where we can be stronger than them. And if we do get an early goal, which I always think is is so important, especially at home, to, to really get the fans behind you, I do think um, we can do something. Um, I think, like you say, that game against Manchester United, I caught bits of it. I can't say I watched all of it, but I think they should have got something. But it's, it's those games where you lose and you should have got something that I think show a team's character you don't want, as a, as a team that I'm battling and you're in the bottom three, you don't want to go away from games that you should have won or should have got points against having got nothing because um, then you know you're really in trouble. So they're going to be fighting. They're going to be up for it. We are, again, we're local rivals. So they're equally going to be up for it and they've got something to fight for. So we should definitely not underestimate them. But um, I think our attacking talent and the confidence that we're coming into this with is going to give us just that bit extra that we should hopefully use to, to get us over the line. Justin? I think there's a few eyebrows raised within our podcast when we did our season's predictions and I said Wolves mm. to get relegated. But I watched them towards the end of last season and they were a shambles. Um, I know living where I live, which is a bit further out of Birmingham, a bit closer to their territory than uh, than a lot of people. You know, I have a lot of people that I listen to a lot of Wolves fans. My next door neighbour's a Wolves fan. Um, so I, I saw that, that this was coming down the line. You know, they, they do struggle up front. After Jimenez is not the player he was after that horrific injury he had, which was terrible. Um, and, and they basically took a massive punt on Diego Costa, which so far has massively backfired because he, he's he's just not the player he was, is he? And they're relying on a, a you know a player that barely played for 12 months to come in and restart their season. Having said that, they've just signed a player from Atletico Madrid. All right, he hasn't played a lot for them, uh, but they're going to be holding a lot of hopes for him. Um, the other players they signed in the summer haven't quite clicked for them either. Matinho's getting a bit older as well. Neves is a superb footballer. I absolutely love Neves. I think he's an absolute dream centre midfielder. I think... Should they go down, I would I'd be calling for, for us to maybe go for him because I think with the double pivot we've got, he'd be an excellent addition to our three in the middle. Um, it's going to be a tough game, you know. They have had a little bit of a spark with Lopetengi coming in. Um, I watched the, the Everton game and they were poor for, for most of that game, but they 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 held in there. They managed to get it back a level. Um, and Everton were pushing at the end to try and get the winner. They looked the most likely, and they just did them on the break, and, and, and you know it opened up for them, and then nicked the win, which was a much-needed much win. They were okay against Man United. I watched that game as well, and, and I thought they did all right. You know, they they competed. The midfield does compete with anybody. I, I, you know, I think the back two are decent: Kilman and Collins. Um, the full backs are okay. They were they were just a solid side with just 
very impotent going forward, if you like. So that's their biggest problem. So I would back our defence to keep them quiet because I don't they don't carry huge amounts of threats. But anything can happen, obviously, in a game. Um, and I think going forward, our midfield is 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 purring now. It's it's very settled, and it's just getting better and better by the week. And and we've shown, especially against Spurs, that we're more than capable of breaking and and, and creating very good chances. You know, if we create as many chances as we did against Liverpool, against Wolves, I would back us to win the game all day, every day. Um, and there's no reason why we can't do that. You know, Liverpool. Uh, you know, much better team than, than Wolves are currently, and, and we created so many clear chances against them. It was a little bit embarrassing at the end that we didn't score many more goals. So I'm going to fully back Villa to win this game at home under the lights. A Wolves team that's struggling to, to create and score goals. Um, you know, dare I say I can't see anything other than a Villa win. But like you say, you know, these things coming back bite you on the on the bum, don't they? When you're saying, but I'm going to back. My Villa team, we're a different kettle of fish now. We're a different beast under Unai Emery. I will back him to come up with a plan to beat anybody in this league. And it's just about the players going out there and, and executing that plan. You know, it'll probably be a different plan to when it had against Spurs. I'm absolutely fine with that. We've got the players. We've got the personnel. We've got a bit of momentum behind us now. Confidence is growing. We've got a nice little run of fixtures coming as well after this. So if we can get a win on Wednesday... You know, we are going to be really motoring. So, yes, I'm very confident we can win this game. Me too. Right, score predictions then. I'm going to go with a 2-0 Villa win. I just think we're going to create chances. I think we'll put put them away. Um, I think we're solid at the back now as well. So, yeah, I'm going 2-0. Hannah, what are you going with? I'm still delirious from Sunday's game. So I'm going to go with the three nil. I'm going to Justin special. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think we're going to be really confident. So I am too. Justin, you say Justin special, but I put um, <laughs> I'm going to have four one Villa. Yeah, I do oh, you had to outdo me, didn't you? you I, I had that in my head. To be honest, I do a little score prediction league with some friends of mine, and we had to put our score predictions in today. And I thought I was a bit annoyed with myself. Predicting a draw against Spurs, to be honest, I, you know, I, I, I let myself down there, so I'm going to have to make up for it now. So four-one Villa win. Awesome stuff. So predicted lineup will be coming out tomorrow as well, so that should be a little bit more interesting with not knowing whether McGinn or Louise are fit, etc. Whether um, Martinez will come in, so uh, that'll be a good episode. Matty Cash as well, so that'll be a good one. So, thanks everyone for watching. Get involved in the comments section, subscribe if you're new, and make sure you drop a like on the video as well. Up the villa, up the villa.